the appraisal is done by the lender that's providing it for the buyer, right? So as the seller, what am I? Dis- I can't dispute that. That it's their appraisal. So I, there's not much I can dispute there. Yeah. So the buyer's like, oh, it came under value. I feel so bad. We need to renegotiate price. Yeah. Exactly. That's I mean, the only time you can really dispute is if they miss the cop. You know, right? And we sold right before the market got crazy, so I couldn't even stiff them and be like, "I don't care what the appraisal came in." Yeah, there was a time when the market got hot where you, I don't care what the appraisal is, pay me. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that, that was right before that. Yeah, you know, I, appraisals those are really touchy subjects for some people. I mean, especially because I, you know, I did like a lot of high volume lending. Yeah. So like some people they'd get an appraisal and they put all this work into a home like 50k into it yeah. and their home would not be even close to what they thought it would appraise for right and it just comes down to the comp that's the biggest thing it's the biggest weight factor right there hello friends and welcome to the higher standard podcast where we give you ultra premium unfiltered truth when it comes to building your wealth and curating the lifestyle of your dreams no games no drama, and no shenanigans. I am your host, Chris Nahibi, and I'm here to help you distill the immense amount of information and disinformation out there on the interwebs and give you the opportunity to choose a higher standard for yourself. There are no gurus here, and no one gives a damn about how wealthy you look. I'm an attorney and a banker, amongst other things. Does that mean you should listen to me? Hell no. This is just full disclosure that while we talk about money, wealth, law, investing, and a lot of related topics, you should always speak to your own advisors for an opinion tailored to your unique investment perspective. I am obligated to tell you that nothing contained in this show is in fact legal or investment advice and is being provided solely for entertainment purposes. So sit back, relax your mind, and get ready for a different kind of podcast where we elevate your baseline in crispy, high-resolution audio. This isn't a different standard. It's the higher standard. You want to do the intro, or I, got, I could do it, too? You really did that on purpose, did you? Oh, yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the higher standard, everyone. I am the sexy host. That's the other host who the interrupts sultry. people rudely for no reason. And you already heard the laugh. From the jolly fat man in the background. That is Arun. That is Arun. <laughs> hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. That Arun, hello, everyone, is Saeed's brother-in-law. Yes. And best friend. Yes. Only friend, arguably. <laughs> That's true. And I have, there many, is, I have many best friends. Hey, listen, if you're going to be on the show there, Arya, you need to speak. What's up, everybody? That is my brother. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that is my brother. He's actually my DNA. I don't know how. Uh, and we're going to try something different this week. We're going to actually have the sultry sounds of Saeed Omar and uh, myself and two different opinions. Yeah. People some fresh, that don't know anything. Really. Yeah, some some fresh takes. Fresh but, takes. But before we get started, if you like this podcast, oh, please, go ahead, please go ahead and subscribe, <laughs> whether that's on Apple or on Spotify. And if you have a second, Leave us an honest five-star review. I don't know why you say it that way. What you really mean is, God damn it, I haven't had a review last week. Somebody give me a review. I need it to make myself feel better about it's, myself. It's, it's been a tough week. It's been a tough week for all of us. Yeah. Hasn't it been more than a week or two? No. Because we had a review? Uh, no, no, we're good. Don't be that guy, bro. Sorry. All right. So before we jump into financial stuff, like we normally would do, I need you two lovely ladies to tell us about who you are so the audience gets a perspective for what your opinion is based on. So give us a little bit about you, Arun. Okay, um, I am Haroon, as uh, Saeed and Chris mentioned. I am Saeed's uh, brother-in-law slash best friend. I don't know a lot about economy. I don't know a lot about politics or finances. 
I'm trying to learn, listen to the podcast on a weekly basis. So I have gained a lot of knowledge over the last few months. But yeah, I'm a marketing guy. I know a lot about marketing and sports. Just guy talk. So just guy talk. Guy yeah. talk. What exactly is guy talk? Yeah, Chief? yeah. What is what, that what locker kind of, room? What kind of, what kind of locker room sense is that? Yeah, what kind of locker room talk are we talking? I don't know. I feel very, very offended. Yeah, yeah. Should I be? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll let you off the hook for now. Hey there, sunshine. Howdy, howdy. Tell us about your age and demographic. Uh, my age is Nanya, and my demographic is I do real estate, I do mortgages. I do. That's kind of my background. So you know who the millennial is. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. How about something like age is... Age is your... 27. All right. Yeah. Are you married, not married? I'm engaged. Engaged? Yeah. yeah. Engaged. Newly engaged, right? Newly yeah, engaged. newly engaged yeah, to newly a Brazilian. Engaged. <laughs> How many times have you been saying that to everybody? For I no say that all the time. Yeah. Those are bragging rights. Yeah. <laughs> Most people are like, I'm engaged to this beautiful person. <laughs> like, she's amazing. Yeah. Oh, she's Brazilian. Brazilian. Yeah. All right. Okay. So let, let, let's cover some of the basics. So you're currently employed a room as Correct. marketing, doing uh, affiliate marketing. Affiliate marketing. I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. And Aria, you just started a new gig doing wholesale real estate. Uh. <laughs> yeah, your favorite, huh? That's I am, no, I'm incredibly proud of you. You're, Thank you. You're, you're a stunner, stunning. I can't even say it without lying. Look, <laughs> 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 like, hey, man, whatever makes you happy. Right. All right. So, you kids, if you've listened to the show, and I know that Arun, you have because you're mm -hmm. a loyal listener and a good family member. Arya hasn't, though. He's never actually listened to the show. And we just found out he doesn't follow you guys. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't follow us. Either. I literally just found out. So earlier this week on CNBC, Jamie Dimon, who is the CEO of Chase, J.P. Morgan Chase, came out and said that, amongst other things, that crypto is a complete sideshow. Mm. Tokens are like, quote, pet rocks. You guys have any thoughts on cryptocurrency? Mm-hmm. I think cryptocurrency is absolute trash and it's absolutely worthless. I think that, I mean, I do think that certain chains have some use, but right now, I mean, I've had friends that have literally lost six figures just, you know, in a matter of weeks. Which is shocking because I didn't know you had friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> well, but, my right. question is, did you know this from the beginning or are you just starting to learn this? about like their like loss just being a like just being a waste of time and, and i mean i i mean at the time when the economy was booming everyone was making money so even like i i even just dabbled in crypto and wait you, you actually bought crypto i thought you I just did. like i thought you had fomo i didn't realize you actually no no it. i mean i i had fomo and i bought and then what'd you buy i bought uh you'll laugh shiba I bought Shiba. I actually made money on it too. No, you didn't. I swear I made like twenty five hundred bucks. Just, did you just, sell it? Though? No, he did not sell it when he made that, money. No, 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 no. You didn't make money. Sell, yeah, for sure. I was he up. Look at that smile. I swear, I was up five grand. I, I swear, I was up. Did you hear that? He said I was. Up. I was up five grand, and then it 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 dropped, and then finally I sold, but I did make a profit twenty five hundred bucks. Right. That was the only profit I made in crypto. I lost after that. Look, I'm not, I, I wait, think, wait, 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 stop, 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 stop. You can't. So, what was your, your aggregate net all in is a loss. My net loss, yeah, it's a net loss for sure. See, this is how you have to treat millennials. You have to dive deeper. <laughs> yeah, wait, yeah, you just yeah. said you made money. I know, I but made he lied. money on Shiba. Uh, yeah, but okay. his aggregate portfolio okay, was, sense, was yeah. an aggregate loss. So you had other coins as well, then. I had other coins. Yeah, what coins did you have? Luna. 
God damn. We all know what happened to Luna. (laughs) There was zero. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That was terrible. Yeah. Arun, did you ever buy crypto? Uh, I did not. No. Um, I don't invest unless I know what I'm doing. And Bitcoin was just, or not even Bitcoin, just everything about it. I had no idea. I tried learning about it. It just, it was like this thing that I just didn't understand, no matter how much I read about it. And I didn't want to take that chance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the thing, right? There's there's no regulations in there for people to actually feel comfortable with it. Jamie Dimon came out and said that um, in that interview that I listened to, he said that he does see value in Web3 and in the technology of blockchain. But you know why he has to say that, right? Why? Because every single major financial institution, Chase mm-hmm. being one of them, right? they have crypto inside their organization. They have a mm-hmm. whole division dedicated to it. Right. Now they've kind of refocused their thing on like blockchain technology. Like, oh, we're on blockchain. It's all about the technology, Web3, blockchain. But they're full of shit. They had traders trading crypto at one point too. Right. They hedged their bets. They just don't talk about it openly. Right. And we'll, we'll get into the CEO of Goldman Sachs in a little bit, but he too mentioned something very similar. He echoed David Solomon. Yeah. yeah. David Solomon, he echoed the fact that it's uh, highly speculative. And from a regulatory standpoint, they can't get too much in their participation is limited now the regulators come right. out recently and, and it's probably not public consumption but the fdic amongst other regulators and there's a couple different ones like occ stuff like that but the fdic specifically came out and basically sent letters to everybody saying if you're involved in crypto even if you're buy sell hold like you're not really actively trading you're just facilitating right you shouldn't move forward at all until further notice and there's been no further notice and then FTX happened and all other shit so right. there's there's not on the horizon any opportunity for traditional FDIC insured yeah. banks to actually get behind this yeah. but i do take objection with his comments Ooh. and i want you boys to have an opinion but you got an oddly silent is it because the no, I mean, is scary I, to you i I, th- I think that you know crypto is definitely an interesting topic especially with everything going down i mean i don't know if you guys have been paying attention to some side news but like there's been some like top people who are head of like certain exchanges that have like died of like weird yeah, yeah. tell me uh they keep going oh, missing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 like one of them one of them talked about uh i believe about like the so he put a tweet about saying that his ex-girlfriend I, I forgot his name but he said that his ex-girl like the fbi got his ex-girlfriend who's, who's a former spy for the cia mm-hmm. that they were gonna go and plant something that he faked his death but then they mm-hmm. found him like drowning in some lake or something like yeah, that. yeah and then another one another one of them they found dead in his and they said he died in his sleep at yes. 30 years old well, let's be real man a lot of crypto had laundered money going through it mob money mob ties right not to mention i mean sam blank bankman fried played the whole like you know political gambit mm-hmm. but Look, there's a lot of bad money going through crypto that was trying to wash it, right? Yeah, everything you take f- bad money, you put it in, you mm-hmm. throw it through some wallets, you pull it back out, and it looks like it's clean money. Right. I mean, it's already been well documented. Everything from financing terrorism to sex trafficking to money whoa, laundering. Whoa, whoa, This is a family-centric show, site. No, we have an explicit rating. We do have an explicit rating. <laughs> do you guys really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. These are not <laughs> clean lyrics. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a big E as a parent, parent advisory yeah. symbol on the, on the cover. Jeez, you would know that if you've actually seen the show, but you haven't. Yeah. We went out of our way to put it on the cover. Yeah, which you haven't seen. Yeah. So I guess my objection... No comment. My, yeah, yeah, no comment. <laughs> you can't deny the truth, brother. Uh, so my my objection with Jamie Dimon is that I think that's offensive to the pet rock. <laughs> why? <laughs> Let me tell you why. Because yeah. the pet rock had value. The pet rock, if you if you didn't like using it as your as your as your rocky friend, that's you right. could use it as a paperweight. You could use it. As paperweight. You could use it to throw at your brother who doesn't listen to your podcast. You yeah. could use it to break glass. Yeah. Whole doors. You could you could use the whole doors. Yeah. You could use it for a myriad of other things. Right. 
What are you going to use cryptocurrency for other than to remind yourself of how much you suck? Yeah. <laughs> now, look, I think that right now crypto's taking a hit and they will have another bull run again eventually. You really think so? I think so. I, I'm, I'm not, I I don't, I'm so not saying I'm not saying it's, it's hype. That's what it is. It's all it's, it's hype. All, yeah. it's, all, it's all speculative. Is, it's all speculative. I don't I don't know if it'll ever get up. Bitcoin will get up to 60 grand again. But if people were to buy now or as it continues to tank and hit the bottom. By then, I think that they could make some money, but that's the thing. Until there's regulation, I can never feel comfortable. Okay, let's have this conversation. How then. can you regulate okay. something that can't be tra- like you can't track? Right. You know what I mean? How well, can you, you, you would that? have to centralize it? It couldn't yeah. be decentralized. Exactly. Anymore. That's to, the point. Okay. And that's why most people in crypto are, are calling for centralization and regulation because you can't do one without the other. But let me give you an analogy. Okay. Yeah. R. Kelly. Why? Hmm? Why do this? I'm not doing anything. I'm just I'm just giving you an analogy. Dang. It's an analogy for crypto, okay? Mm. Just because you guys can't be, you know, perverted for five minutes. So just, just bear with me, okay? Everybody loved his music. I loved his music. I would sing it. We all loved it. There's holiday songs and I'm shit. Glad he you was said amazing. Because he had great music. Everybody did back in the day. Yeah. Right? You know what he he went to jail. Mm-hmm. Straight to jail, right away. Straight to jail. Yeah. He goes to jail, right? We know what he did. He peed on girls. He was a very, he was a terrible human being. Had mm-hmm. a lot of problems. Underage girls. Underage girls. The didn't whole he, thing. Didn't he like have some weird thing with his like niece or something? Like his 13 year old niece or Yeah. I mean, I I'm pretty sure. Kind of, I, don't, I, don't I don't know what know. kind of shit he's this guy. I swear that happened. Well, this is your, I read that. Like, yeah. It's oh, true. First yeah. of all, we're she not actually, convinced you read. So let's no, no, start there. She actually. something on Twitter doesn't mean you read. Exactly. That's called disinformation. Hey, we already said I'm a millennial. That's where I get my information. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So your news outlets are Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube? Verified accounts. Verified accounts only. Rap. Instagram, rap account. Yeah. Yeah. Your source. Hey, they're coming out Rush Hour 4. Okay. So he was so happy about that today. He posted on his. He never post. He never reposts our content for the the podcast at all. Yeah, never once been repost the podcast. But Rush Hour Four comes out, and Jackie Chan is going to make a movie. Chris, Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Yo, I'm in, bro. I'm he was in. so happy. You he go said, left, I go right. What was your quote yeah. today? You said it was literally one of the happiest days of your life. Yeah, the best <laughs> news I heard all day, baby. Yeah. Man. Oh man. Yeah. That that's what I'm that's what I'm working with here. Okay, it's great. This is why the podcast exists. Yeah, okay? yeah to help yeah. people like him. That's your baseline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so R. Kelly goes to jail, right? Okay. okay, you know he's a terrible person. Like crypto, you know it's a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. Are you going to ever listen to R. Kelly's music, or is he done for you? He's done for me. Done for you. Okay, it's hard, he's hard. He's I mean, he's not me even well. in circulation. You can't just like. If, honestly, I feel like if I were to search R. Kelly, like the FBI would show up at my front doors. But you're gonna you're gonna go ahead and give crypto a second chance. This, this I'm does, not, who said that? This you does, does, you, said, you literally said, said you, you literally said. said that you would get back into it. No, no, if I never, it became hype again. No, 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 no. I said it's gonna go back up because it's all hype. But I've been burned one too many times. I've seen it go up. I've seen it go down. I've seen friends lose six figures. When you see someone lose that much money, I don't care if it comes back or not. It's you can't trust something like that. But but people have lost a lot of money in real estate too. You're in wholesale real estate. Mm, <laughs> that's my topic. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I mean, if you look at something, you can track. You can you can put the numbers. You can mm. get the ends justify the means with real estate. You you can mitigate your loss. Right. With crypto, there's no formula. There's literally nothing. You know, mm. you just look at graphs and you look at trends, but there's no actual like tangible asset that you can look at and the neighborhoods and everything you know all things associated right i think what's so scary about it for a lot of people now is the trust is gone right people lost everything within a week it all happened so fast that's the that that's the scary part right well i mean it here's a it happened so fast because the money wasn't there like ftx yeah. look that 
If you had money in FTX and you had FTT tokens as your exchange, yeah. right? As your as your in your exchange, that money that you saw in those those numbers that you saw on your account on the screen, yeah. that was lent to Alameda Research. Right. That money wasn't there. Mm-hmm. It didn't just fall. It just was gone. It, yeah. It just they literally he had a backdoor transfer from that company to the other. <laughs> yeah. That's, the, you laugh. That's just, that's exactly what that, happened. That's no, exactly. I know. He gave I himself know. access. I, I listen and, to you guys' show. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting you're the loyal one here. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's funny that you mentioned that I had a friend who. Uh, I still bought, don't believe he has friends. <laughs> yeah, he bought uh, this coin and like it was, it got up to like sixty million, like sixty million dollars, but he couldn't pull it out because there, it, like there wasn't enough actual like v- uh, volume or something. Like he just couldn't pull it out. Like it was not the actual really? value of it, even though there was sixty million dollars worth of that coin. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. What? Yeah, yeah very it's a true thing. I, I was yeah. just so basically. I, the way he explained it is he bought this coin that was like 0. 0.0000 something and it went up to like 0. 0.001 and his like $10 turned into like 60 million but he couldn't pull it out and then after like after a certain amount of time it like dropped down but it, the thing is it's it wasn't actually 60 million is my point like it wasn't your, your friend told you this right yeah I'm sorry, mm-hmm. buddy. That this, never happened. That never happened. Yeah. yeah. Chris, yeah. I think you're right about the, him not having friends. Millennials. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I, I believe, I believe, I believe he has a friend. I, I think your friend is a bad friend by lying to you. All I'm saying is there wasn't actually enough of that money. Like, yeah. there wasn't actually $60 million worth that he could pull no, out. No, no. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah. They didn't they have the funds, the liquidity. This would be a good time to stop and point out that today's sponsor is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I declare shenanigans. This is probably brought to you more bullshit by bullshit for bullshit. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, that's the, that's the other thing. Do you know, actually know, Chris, do you know anybody that has made money on, off crypto and actually sold at the right time? Or Yes, I do know one person who... You know, sadly, I would love to tell you that it was some kind of struck, like stroke of brilliance, but he knew there was going to be a quote crypto winter. And I guess at some point he was going home every single night talking to his wife. And this is an older gentleman who's in the finance space. And he pulled out of cryptocurrency because he and his wife were planning a pretty significant move and he was worried about a crypto winter, but it was really the move that kind of pushed it because he was looking to build capital to buy something. Got it. And he he made a significant amount of money, but he yeah. had, he had here's the problem though is he had six almost seven figures invested in cash that he had to invest before. Mm-hmm. So for him, it, it was a different perspective, and he he had like I think it was I want to say a third of it invested in Doge, and he wrote Doge from like eight cents to sixteen almost twenty something cents, and he sold out at like twenty something cents. Wow! So when if you were, if you recall the way this worked out, Doge like hit like a cap at like a, like in the high twenty or something like that, mm-hmm. well before a bit. Bitcoin, everything else had fallout. So he sold his Doge early and then decided to sell his Bitcoin. I think it was around like forty, almost fifty thousand dollars before he hit the sixty thousand dollar peak. So he looked back on it, felt like he missed out, but now he looks back on it, he's like, Oh my god, I got out of the right time. Right. Didn't so, our friend from Detroit make money too? Uh, I I never spoke to him about it. Yeah, neither did I. I know he was pushing hard early. Yeah. He was like trying to get it. 2013, he was telling us to get on Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. So let's take a little pivot from here, okay? Let's talk about one of the topics we talked about the last episode. We did a full episode on Liver King. Mm. I could be wrong, but I heard that. Didn't he admit that he actually was cheating or something? Like, did just, you, do you not listen to the fucking podcast at all? I didn't listen to that podcast. Uh, so he, yeah, <laughs> no, so he admitted to taking performance-enhancing drugs. He has a $15,000 a month stack of chemicals in his body. Yes. Including growth factor, IGF-1, human growth hormone. Jeez. Yeah. Testosterone. And so I, I listened to part of a podcast that he was on. 
I think yesterday or today. He just came out. So now he, this fucking guy's making the whole rounds. He's making rounds. Rogan even said that he tried to come on his show. He's like, I'm not having it. Yeah, I'm not having <laughs> it. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> fucking fuck get here. lost, dude. Right? But he's making the rounds on some pretty significant podcasts, like top 1%, you know? Yeah, but now it's, it's now he's revitalized his image a little bit, and people now want to hear from him again. People yeah, want to hear from him. Why, why is he? Here's it. So he what he's trying to say is, you know, look, at the end of the day, the nine ancestral tenets that he preaches, right? All healthy things that like it's good. It's good for you. You should. We all should be doing it if you have the time to do it, right? Eat liver, get sun. Hello, yeah. primals. Yeah, hell, get <laughs> yeah, get good get good sleep, right? Things of that nature. Um, but now what he's trying to, what he's starting to say is, I never said if you eat liver, you'll look like this. Wow, really? Is that what he's saying? That's what he's saying. Wow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he said that on every goddamn podcast he was on. Yeah, oh, that's he's, his name. He's spinning. He's spinning it as like liver is king. Wow, right. that's a good PR but, team. I'll tell you, no, it's it's him. He he's he's incredibly talented on the fly. Like he's not only articulate, but he's also very thoughtful and calculated in his responses. Mm. And I don't know if he practices beforehand, but when he responds, it's he is always in character. It, honestly, it's it's fucking impressive. If it's, you listen to his interviews, yeah, like some of these hour long interviews. It, it it's so real that you believe that is him him at all times, and clearly you know that it's not because you've seen some of the communications that he's had now via email and everything else. Right. I don't know that I could do that for we, a full hour. We talked about it on on the last episode. He he's like a a method actor. He just oh. he, he's like he's locked into the zone, and he just doesn't break character. Actually, I don't think you referenced the method act. That's a I good did. reference. I actually, did. did you? I, I never did. listened to you. You don't listen to me. <laughs> I don't. It's hard to. Yeah. It's very distracting working with an attractive person. Yeah. You know, and and it's just I try to focus. Are you sober over there? I'm, I'm doing excellent. <laughs> sound like a sober guy. For, for those well. people not in the room with us, we we have a port wine that we bragged about on previous shows. And actually, I had the new one that was coming from Disney World, but my wife yeah. didn't sign for the FedEx package. My brother pour, poured what I would call normally you have like a two finger drink of like whiskey. <laughs> my brother poured what was that like a five or six finger like glass? The whole glass of of it port went to wine. the rim. <laughs> yeah, that that is that is impressively bad for you. You like going to the rim, huh? Yeah, all the time. You're full rim, <laughs> yeah, the rim baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, you are a millennial through and through. Yeah, this, this, this oh, is it's hitting him too. Yeah, yeah it is. It is getting red. Yeah, you, you you literally even smiling, and looking in the corner for the last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. All right, so the idea of having you two on is not only just to hear your thoughts on these things, but to hear how some of this might impact your worlds. Yeah. Okay. You're in the marketing world of the room. Ari, I'm still trying to figure out what you do. <laughs> All right. So this, according to Fortune, home prices are down in every one of the top 58 metros, according to the latest AEI data. Mm-hmm. But cities in these regions have taken the biggest hit so far. And I know you're saying, Chris, what regions? Well, no problem. For the first time in October, every one of the 58 markets registered a fall from their high points, ranging from negative 12.9% in San Jose to negative 0.5% in Memphis. It's a pretty broad spectrum. Kids, are real estate values going down? Is Dave Ramsey wrong? Trick question, he's wrong. Shut up. Yes, he's always wrong. wrong. But but, but I I guess I also, what I want to know to piggyback off that is, how much are you, I know you're in it, you're looking at it constantly Mm -hmm. because this is the world you live in. You're a wholesaler, right? (laughs) No, whole. (laughs) Wholesale. Whole, 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 yeah. The R's I, I, yeah. It's yeah, Spanish so, thing. Sometimes it makes... I, 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 I heard it too. I heard it too. Uh, <laughs> but 
Odun, I want to get your take on it. Uh, how plugged in are you to the real estate market? Are you seeing Are you seeing things? Are you seeing listings or people in the neighborhood putting up their homes for sale? Yeah. I mean, uh, my wife and I were looking at homes about a year and a half ago. Thanks to Chris, we finally got ourselves a place about, it's actually last year we bought our house. Thanks to uh, me. What do I have to do with that shit? Yeah, you're right. our agent. You're the one that found us a house. I'm your friend. <laughs> Who charged you a lovely commission. Yeah. I thought I only had one friend. Yeah. Actually, I didn't charge him a commission, and I've got more than one friend, okay? I buy them every single time I talk <laughs> But yeah, we bought our house last year, and um, we have been tracking our home value over the last year, just trying to see if it's going up, going down. Mm. Um, we've had a few of our neighbors actually post their homes. Wrong sale. answer. Yeah. Rule number one, don't yeah. go on Zillow and track your value. Your, yeah. your home's value does not matter to you as you bought it for utilities. Yeah. I, and I've had this conversation, and fight using bunny ears here yeah on the show many times stop looking at your home value it's irrelevant to you yeah because at the end of the day that home is serving a purpose for you it's a utility right it doesn't that value means nothing until you are either have to sell it or you want to sell it or you're forced to sell it, right so that part is irrelevant you, you don't want to get caught up and concerned with all that right that's true yeah so like if you plan on living there for a long time and know you guys have a a newborn baby that's nice and cute and beautiful. My my baby girl, my niece. My little baby, uh, yeah, Miriam. Miriam, uh, we love her. So you guys plan on being there for a long time, so you don't have to concern yourself with that. Uh, I'm going to be a rat right now. It's my wife that looks it up, and she gives me the update every morning. Oh, Rolled. don't do that, dude. Dang. <laughs> no, I believe that. I believe that. I, I really do. I really <laughs> know my wife. I know your wife. wife. Yeah, no, 100%. I believe she looks it up every morning. Every time I go down, she's like, Chris, that motherfucker. She's like, I unsubscribe from Zillow and Redfin. Why do they keep sending me updates? <laughs> hey, look, our house is up 300K. See, uh, what are your thoughts on selling and moving to Tennessee? And I'm like, uh, yeah, let's not. Has so, that really conversation really happened? Have you guys oh, really what's happened? To moving to Tennessee? Dude, just, um, what was it, like last month, two months ago, we were thinking about renting out our house and moving um, back to Irvine. Yeah, uh, she was just like, it's a good time. Yeah, that's what she wanted to do. She was like, hey, let's move back to Irvine. Um, why do we have this big house? It's just us three. I was like, well, why even rent it? Let's just sell it. And she's like, oh, my God, that's what I've been thinking about, too. I'm like, oh, my God, I was joking. And she's like, um, oh, you yeah. You should probably okay. stop drinking right now because you're walking yourself into a fight when you get home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, she doesn't listen to the show. Huh? She doesn't listen to the show. Are you serious? She listens. Or no, she follows you guys on social media and Bitch. comments. Hey, that's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> that's my wife. That's all right. Aria's wife doesn't listen to the show either. Uh, fiance. Brazilian fiance. Brazilian yeah, fiance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need yeah. a name. We're just Brazilian fiance. <laughs> yeah so so are you yep i i mean i'm in, i agree i mean real estate values are going down um i just i literally just sold someone's home and we started off like you know what's funny is we looked at the real estate market and values were at like 1.3 and and they were all selling like within 30 days and that's once, what i was gonna ask once you, i joined once mm -hmm. i like once i listed his home it took like 45 days and I had to come down in value and every single home that was listed at the time also had to come down in value. So mm -hmm. that that's what, like, once I saw all these homes dropping, like at least 10%, mm -hmm. not, not, yeah, like 5% actually. Yeah. That's when I knew I'm like, it's just going to keep going down even more. Yeah. What I'm, what I'm curious about, I don't know how much of this you can actually talk on, but is the appraisals are values coming in at list still. And there's still having to sacrifice. I mean, mine did. Yours did? Yeah. At list. At list. Wow. And the funny thing is, is it was list, like I, once I dropped it down to 1.2, uh, it was at 1.25 once I dropped it. Yeah. Then something happened and we had to like adjust it to 1.24. Mm -hmm. The appraisal came at 1.24. Mm -hmm. So like that right there, it just, I don't know. I, I don't know why it's like that. Mm -hmm. I feel like appraisals 
I'm pretty sure in the single family world try to hit that that value as much as they can. Yeah, as as they can. But I mean, it's not it's not a perfect science either. And USPAP, their governing body, doesn't exactly allow them to make it perfect science. So I mean, it, you know, it happens. But yeah, what's USPAP? It's the governing body uh, for appraisers. It basically develops the rules for how they appraise properties and the things they're allowed to do and not to do, mm -hmm. put it in a very colloquial way. So, for example, an appraiser is not allowed to have a mathematical formula for how they come up for the value. Mm -hmm. It really is kind of like they're, eh, I think, I feel like it's this kind of feeling. Right. Which, it helps them in a lot of ways because it avoids the controversy of somebody else someone else being able to do the math and allows right. them to have a quote professional opinion. Right. And so much of shit in corporate America today, especially if you're like a public traded company, right. You're not allowed to have quote professional opinion because they want to tie everything you do from an audit perspective to a quantifiable metric. Right. My brother looks very bored right now. No, I, have, a, I have a question. I got There's a lot of words. I right actually, there. I actually got the, I actually got the benefit of this from what Chris was saying when we bought our home, uh, several years back, uh, one of the homes they used as a comp, was identical to our house, but that house had a 180 degree view. The kitchen was remodeled. Yeah, I remember that. It was a nice house. I, it was we a should have bought that one. It was real, we, we wanted to. <laughs> I, I, I saw that stuff. house listed, and that's what made how long I want to you know, get into the market. Yeah, it was a remodeled kitchen, everything. Yeah, too. remodeled oh, kitchen. Nice. It was really nice. Yeah, your and house then, is a piece of shit comparison. Yeah, I know. Why, you sold it. I know. Piggybacking <laughs> <laughs> well, off of what you just said, didn't you also? Get shafted with your own home. In sorry, Riverside? shafted the shafted? scientific term. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Didn't I sell that fucking thing? What yeah, you shafted. No, no, no. So yeah, that that one was really odd to me. How I don't. It still makes no sense. The argument for that was that it was a it was a newer home. Well, do you want to give the background? What happened? So we listed we listed our house. I can't. Remember, I think it was like for five ninety five or some, and um, value came in twenty grand short. Damn, you rich. Yeah, no, value came, <laughs> value came value came down uh, twenty grand short, and we were like, "Why?" And their justification was, uh, "Newer homes can't appraise that much in value. You couldn't have done enough work inside the home for oh, a newer the home appraisal." So yeah, well, the so, guy didn't even come into the house, right? No, no, no. no here, like, here's the thing, up. though. So that's the lot of, his, that's the reason, though. A yeah. lot of people. So there's a couple different appraisal formats that people can do, right? Like they can do like a drive by appraisal. They literally drive by your house, take a photo, make sure it's in good condition, and they just compare you to comparable properties in the which area. they only do that for like home equity loans or lines of credit some lenders but some lenders his wasn't a home equity line it was i it was, was selling my home it was selling his home it was a full purchase and they did that while you were selling your home the, the, just, drive -by? the justification yeah, yeah. was it was a it was a new build it's a track home it was built a couple of years ago that they're they're gonna have builder upgrades or maybe maybe builder quality stuff so right. there isn't a whole lot like, what could they have possibly done in a couple so of you years? the the home was new you had new stuff in it and you upgraded to other new stuff the other new stuff for the other homes are the same. Yeah, so, so there's not the a point? lot of material mm -hmm. impact. So mm -hmm. the guy was like, "Eh, you're screwed." Yeah. So it didn't. It didn't make a whole lot of sense to Chris. And we we tried to fight it, but it, we got nothing out of it. I didn't really fight that hard. I just wanted him to think I fought that hard. Hey, which 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 <laughs> home was it? Was this the was this the new one? The Riverside. Riverside. The Riverside yeah, yeah. one. Oh, okay. Yeah, Next yeah. to where Easy E lived. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Arun, yeah. <laughs> Arun, you had a question. Oh no, that was it. That, it was about that. Uh, uh, can you dispute um, bad appraisals? You can, but the problem is there's supposed to be a little bit of independence between church and state, between a lender and, and so typically a lender will order the appraisal for you, okay. and because they want their their vendors and their approved vendor list to to be the appraiser, yeah. So or they go through an AMC. Which well, is, wait, well, you got to remember not to cut you off, Chris. You did? No, I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I meant to be hurtful. Like, not, um, to, not to cut you off. Not to do what I'm, I'm not yeah. trying to be rude. No, but, uh, shut up. I'm being rude. What 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 he was trying to say Shh. that not to cut you off, Saeed. But what he's trying to say was what? <laughs> what he was trying to say is the the appraisal is done by the per the lender that's providing it for the buyer. Mm -hmm. 
right? So as the seller, what am I? Dis- I can't dispute that. That it's it's their appraisal. So yeah. well, I, there's not much I can dispute there. Yeah. So the buyer's like, oh, it came under value. I feel so bad. We need to renegotiate price. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, happen. the only time you can really dispute is if they miss the comp. You know. Right. And we we sold right before the market got crazy. So I couldn't even stiff them and be like, I don't care what the appraisal came in. Yeah, he, there was a time when the the market got hot where you'd be like, I don't care what the appraisal is. Pay me. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that, that was right before that. Okay. Yeah, you know, I, appraisals, those those are really t- touchy subjects for some people. I mean, especially because I, you know, I did like a lot of high volume lending. Yeah. So like some people, they'd get an appraisal and they would put all this work into a home, like 50K into it. Yeah. And their home would, would not be even close to what they thought it would appraise for. Right. And it just comes down to the comp. That's the biggest thing. It's the biggest weight factor right there. I agree. Yeah. Are your pants intentionally that tight? <laughs> Look who's talking. Why does he do this? Huh? No, dude, minor <laughs> athletic cut, bro. I'm good. Like, I'm seeing a whole lot of bulge. You can't do that, bro. <laughs> and he's right in front of me. It's you very can't, awkward. You can't insinuate that you're athletic because you have an athletic cut pant, dude. No, I got That's see, not how this shit works. Tweet? You see the tweet? He's like, hey, I'm an athletic build, guys. <laughs> Anybody got some uh, some suits because they don't fit me. The sad part was, is he said, did you see the tweet? That's his news source. <laughs> I read an article. I get, I get emails. Anytime he tweets, I get like an email notification. I think the first thing I wake up to is like a tweet from Chris. No, right. because I'm the only person that follows you, bro. Like, How is that my problem? <laughs> no, no, you're the only person I follow. Oh, there you go. See, that's why you get a tweet every time. I, I, every time you email every time I tweet, whatever. whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, all right, well. We have more topics. Believe it or not, this is actually a financial literacy-based show. And uh, I got to tell you, you look very intoxicated. Okay? So. <laughs> I don't think he knew it was 20%. I don't think he knew. I think he was like, I can handle this stuff. <laughs> oh, this is wine? I got this? This is port? Yeah. Port. We're watching Titanic in the background for everybody who's not here. Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you, with the Titanic going down and watching my brother being drunk at the same time. It's, it's <laughs> All right. So I'm going to read you a little bit of a case that happened in the District of Minnesota. Okay? And I want to hear... Your thoughts. Mm. All right. So Wisconsin man indicted for a $35 million bank fraud scheme. Mm. Jail. Yeah, straight to jail, right away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wisconsin man has been indicted for orchestrating a $35 million bank fraud scheme announced by the U.S. attorney Andrew M. Luger. Andrew Luger, great name. Great uh, name. Yeah, you can you can yeah. pronounce that shit. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a villain. Sounds like sounds like Lugie. Might as well. That's what comes to my mind. That's, that, oh, that's okay. why the millennials are different. Okay. Yeah. All right. Someone get him some water. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> According to court documents, between 2020 and August 2022, Matthew Thomas Nofrorio—that's his name. Not a good name. 31 of Eclair. I don't, I don't know where that's at. Apparently, in somewhere in Wisconsin, devised and executed a scheme to defraud multiple federally insured banks, including Mid County Bank, headquartered in Bloomington. As part of a scheme, Onforio operated a business entity called Northwood Management LLC, which he used to market a real estate investing program for investors to acquire commercial properties. Oof. Now, I know because I'm a nosy bastard and I went to his social media, Instagram's still up. He said in three years, he gained a net worth of $150 million. So was he selling a course? Selling a course for commercial real estate investors. Mm-hmm. Where do I buy that course? Yeah. <laughs> now that's the millennial. Yeah. Hey, I mean, he made it for three years, Allegedly right? engaged in several fraudulent acts as part of a scheme, including causing false information to be submitted to lenders, uh, financing information, and, and it goes on. But I mean, look, let's suffice it to say this started from course selling. Right. 
Have you two lovely gentlemen ever bought a course teaching you how to do something like make money online? I have not, but I have watched their like free promos like before you purchase. Just like because I'm into marketing, right? So I'm always like trying to learn something new about marketing. So there are some marketing social media experts or influencers out there. I shouldn't even call them experts, but um, they're pitching something, and I'm like, oh, you know, I want to learn a little bit more about that. So I'll watch your free course, and then from there, I'll go and do my own research and my own studying, or like I'll take a course on Udemy or just find something on YouTube and just watch it myself. But you would never pay? Nope, mm. no, never. Why? Never. Why? I, just, I don't yeah. think it's worth it. I mean, there's free information out there. You can do it yourself, learn yourself. And on top of that, I just, I've never trusted these uh, influencers that are selling courses. I know that you're really big on that and you're anti, but I've always just felt like you can do your on your own. Why not just do it on your own? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. It's a great yeah. deal. Millennial? No, never, never bought a course. I mean, I'm, hmm. honestly, like for me to learn things, I'm just more of like an experience. Like I, I learn by doing something. Right. You know, so I don't, and plus I feel like when people are set, like selling a course, they're, they're doing that like for profit. Yeah. Just like he said, you can just like, if you really wanted to learn something, Google yeah. has billions, trillions of, you know, links that you can click on to learn right. YouTube, that type yeah. of stuff. Did you know that MIT, all of MIT's courses are online, online yeah. for the public? Yeah. Like if, if you're up for it, go knock yourself out. Harvard has some too. So, yeah. does, so does Yale. Free courses. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Having having spent time at Yale, hashtag blessed. <laughs> Wait, you went to Yale. Light, light flex. Uh, having spent, you know, having spent some time, you know, um, I can tell you, it's, it's a very different environment. Like, I, it, it's weird. I wish I would have loved school as much. I know, man. As, I think I about this all the time. As now that I'm older, yeah. Like when I, it's funny. Go do yourself. Everybody listening to this shit should go back, and if you can't take one adult education course, about some, some something you're interested in. Yeah, I don't care what it is. Pick something you're interested in, uh, construction, uh, finance, whatever. Right. It is so goddamn different in in your later age in life. Right. Voluntarily choosing to take a course on something that you like. Yeah. Than when it was when you were a kid. Especially, yeah, I agree. Especially as you get older and you have, let's say, a family and you have a kid and you know, like, time is a commodity, right? No, bro, you're just trying to run away from your family. It's different. <laughs> no. <laughs> Seriously though, like, you understand that, like. Every like moment of time that you have is so valuable. You you know you maximize it, right? So I can definitely see that. I would love to go back. I just I'm piggybacking off what Chris just said. Like you have a passion for it. Like for me, I didn't take school serious until I was 23, 24. That's when I went into school and I got my degree in marketing. Before then, I worked in retail. Remember, like we used to work in Nordstrom she was together. Nordstrom, baby. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, we worked in Nordstrom together. Um, so I was customer service. He was shoes. He was crushing it. I was I was bored. Yeah, women's shoes, yeah. dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So until you're passionate about something, I, I personally would highly recommend people take your time, go to school, find out what you're passionate about, and then go to school once you know what you want. Mm-hmm. Millennial, you look very. No. Let me be honest right now. I'm gonna just me and you. Nobody else is here. Okay, it's just us. Okay. You, you made him nervous, bro. He put his glass down and everything. What are you doing? You're looking very like you're, bro, you're I'm positioning. Good. It's like a thousand degrees right now. <laughs> is that what it is? Take your shirt off. Yeah. Are it's we only, back in the yeah. garage? Take your shirt off. We won't say anything. No one can see it. I think that's, that's what no, you want. You're talking about my bulge down here. That's my brother over here. Jesus. I, I just want to know. You know <laughs> the apple fall far from the tree. That's no, all I, 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 I totally agree. You've you been know, totally agreeing to a lot of shit. Have an opinion. Let me give you an example. So, like, I was in college and I was, I dropped out. And what were you studying? Because I didn't take 
I didn't take it seriously. Well, what were you studying? I was in like finance. Okay. Right. And I didn't take it seriously. You know, at that age, I went to college because everyone else was going to college. I went to college because that's what you, you know, coming from a Middle Eastern family, mm-hmm. my whole family's got, like went to college. I felt like I needed to. Education is very right? important, right? Overly emphasized. In yeah. Families, yeah. Well, well, you know, once I dropped out and started to do other things and started to kind of figure out more of like who I am and what I want to do and the things I want to learn and the value of the education. Yeah. Once I came back, like I actually took it more seriously and did a lot better. Right. And it helped me kind of figure out not only like what I want to do, but mm-hmm. also like what to do with my time as well. Right. It taught like that discipline and just kind of like getting to the end and and getting that degree. Right. Was it, it felt great. So, yeah. you know, I, I agree with Haroon, you know, it's don't go to Haroon. Don't go to college right away. I mean, if you don't need to. Right. Or maybe take an internship while you're in school and try to figure out what it is exactly. Internship is way underrated. Well, super underrated. Way underrated when yeah. you're in school. Mm-hmm. And if you go and if you go to a place and you really make yourself available and put yourself out there and you connect with the right people, you get a job. Not only will you get a job, I feel like people admire that. So here's what I'll say about that: when you're in school and you're like the popular kid, you're the cool kid, you understand something fundamental about life that you don't even really recognize is transferable. Mm-hmm. Networking. Yeah, I've yep. never been good at networking, and and I've, as I've gotten older, I've had a better appreciation for it. Right. But those cool kids really understand networking. I want to be part of that group, which is the cool group. Well, when you get older, that's the group that makes money. Right. You want to be part of that group, that cool mm-hmm. group that makes money. Right. Or that's connected to somebody or, you know, has, has some kind of reputation. As you get older, we don't look at it the same way, but it really is the same thing. It is, yeah. Um, I was listening to this audiobook on, you know, parenting for... Wow, you have time to listen to audiobook for parenting, but you don't have time to listen to your own goddamn podcast? <laughs> I listened to my podcast. What are you talking about? <laughs> he, he admitted last show that we had, which you guys wouldn't know because, well, at least my brother wouldn't know because he didn't listen to it, but Rune, you probably would know, that he hasn't listened to a full show in quite some time because listening to himself is arrogant. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he does have a family. Like, yeah. Damn, I sounded no. so smart. No. Yeah. Damn, that was good. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. No, it was more like, yeah, man, yeah, you yeah. sound like a dumbass. Stop listening. <laughs> no, so I, I, was listen, I was listening to, to this book and it, they really, it really emphasized something that I thought was was valuable that in the, when, as you're like helping your child grow, it's important to not only make sure that they're on top of their academics, but you want to make sure that you put them in the right social circumstances so that they're developing in their social circles. Because the friends that they make now, if they're, they fall out of that circle, then they're not going to continue to develop with these kids socially as they continue to get older. They'll always be like an outsider. So it'll be harder for them to socialize as they continue to get older. So the earlier you can get them to be comfortable with socializing, the better for them. Yeah. I mean, look, I feel like we put all this emphasis on kids. As a dad, I can tell you that I don't really care if my son develops at the pace of everybody else. Yeah, but I mean, if you can if you can make their life easier by teaching them to be around other people and is learning. that or is that making them conform to other shit? I mean, it, I, obviously, it could go both ways. There's no, you know, solution, one solution to it all. You but... think Elon Musk was a cool kid? <laughs> Bro, no. you're, 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 no. you're, you're also saying. Is, you think is... Jeff Bezos was king of his high school prom? Bro, you're talking about one out of a, how many billion? I'm just saying, it doesn't really matter, though. What's, what's the archetype? Right. Like, what, what's, what's that, what's that look like? 
No, I'm not saying in order. If you want them to be like them, that's going to be really hard, right? You're saying Elon Musk, Michael I'm not saying Jordan, be like them. People. I'm saying be you, whatever that is. I don't care if you don't have any friends. If, if you're happy yeah, but, with yeah, no but friends, you, but yeah, you but also that, wouldn't. Look at my brother. He makes up friends all the time. It's no different, though. Okay. <laughs> For instance, <laughs> hold on. What did he say? The same way, the same <laughs> way, nice. you're a handsome guy. The uh, same uh, way you would, you would expose your kid to, like, let's say we both enrolled our kid into jujitsu just to. Ex- just to show them, right? If they like, they don't like it. If they don't like it, we pull them out, right? Mm-hmm. You introduce them to another sport. Maybe you, you take them to the library and get them into a book club. Maybe you introduce them into music. Same thing goes for socializing. You want to get them involved with with other kids, learning how to play. That is a part of life, mm-hmm. learning how to work with others, mm-hmm. right? So, I don't know. I found that pretty fascinating. I understand where you're coming from. I mean, from, there's right? that nature versus nurture. That's basically what you're saying, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But go on. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with uh, what Saeed's saying. Like, you want to not necessarily tell them what to do or what not to do, but you also want to put them in a position where they can make a decision, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, um, versus, do you like sports? All right, let's figure it out. Which one do you want? Right. Right. Like, kind of like what you're saying, like putting them yeah. into jujitsu. You have to test the market, see what they like, what they don't like. Yeah. Versus take them to the playground. You don't like playing with other kids? Okay, we'll take you over here. We'll do something else. Yeah, right? exactly. But you need to figure it out. Exactly. Right. All right, kids. Chris is rolling his eyes. No, no, I'm not rolling my eyes. Like that. No, no. I agree, disagree. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it's a horrible transition. <laughs> it's called the segue in the professional business. You yeah. would know that if you're listening. It, to it. Yeah, it. yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> I have that in my notes. There is a slowdown happening. Wells Fargo's dumbass uh, CEO. <laughs> I'm sorry, no. Wells Fargo and B of A CEOs point out to cooling consumer sentiment immense amongst. Fuck, Jesus, you are so bad at reading. Yeah, I really am. Yeah. It's so basically, both CEOs. Hold on, time out. Hold on, before we go here. Even in law school, I was terrible at reading. It's always been a struggle. It's not that I read poorly. It's just that I have zero attention span. Mm-hmm. What, did they make you stand up at law school and read up? Yes. Really? It, cases, oh. yeah. When you're in law school, they actually like make you talk about stand up and talk about cases and sometimes right. read them. And oh, I was just like, the duck swim on the lake, but my daddy owns the lake. <laughs> <laughs> Come Pour on, him another glass. Hey, you know Pour him another no, no, no. glass. <laughs> you know where that's from. That's that from good. Holes, okay? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've seen that, that Shia LaBeouf. I've, I've seen Holes. It's a great, it's a great By the way, movie. you can't talk about Shia LaBeouf anymore. He's, he's also one of those people like R. Kelly. He's been canceled. What, is he, what was he canceled what? for? Yeah, he was very oh. bad towards women. You see, like, he's Christian now, like super Christian. You ever seen this? No. He's bad, sure. He was bad towards women? Yeah, so he dated some girl. I can't remember her name. I, I did was, hear about that. Yeah, and he was like, he's even come out and said like he was terrible, like he was abusive and all sorts of other things. He's married now, I think, but he uh, he's like a like a devout Christian. Got on the podcast circuit, but he was cancel culture. Got killed his career. I mean, he made some stupid ass decisions too. But right, but yeah, yeah. So okay, real quick, back on topic. <laughs> Who goes on topic? <laughs> B of A and Well CEO, right? So Well CEO said was quote saying. The shrinking growth in credit card spending and roughly flat debit card transaction volumes is really what they're hinting at here. Okay, so who's who's Wells Fargo CEO? Charlie Sharp. Yeah, before him was Tim. How Sloan. many other CEOs have they had in the last five years? It's been it's been a tough couple of years. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Tim Sloan was the one that I knew, and I thought it was great. Yeah, but why did they replace him? I think he was previously the legal counsel. Mm. No, no, he was a legal counsel. He stepped in after the last CEO left. It was part of that whole like account opening debacle, and then Tim Sloan stepped in. Tim right? Tim Sloan stepped in, right? And then I think he left. And there wasn't. They're trying to reposition that that bank entirely, but there's a lot of rumors swirling that they might sell at some point. Right. Wow. What? Yeah, so a lot of so wow. far going. So who? I, I don't know. I don't know. 
Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's the rumor. Oh, 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 oh. I couldn't tell you for nurse. So both CEOs said that they expect a recession in 2023. Well, thank you for finally jumping on board. The other CEO, Brian Moynihan. <laughs> well, is, that, I got that right here. Yeah, I know. He's, um, how would I say this? <laughs> if you could define an object that you use to rake leaves or clean a field, mm -hmm. but also a promiscuous female, mm. that's what he would be. Oh. Oh. Oh, what? Yeah, I got that. What? Well done, sir. Yeah, you that got, was good. That went right over my head. Yeah, yeah. well, I know. You're not sober. That's easy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he, Bank of America's <laughs> CEO, Brian Moynihan, said he expects three quarters of negative growth next year, followed by a slight uptick in the Three quarters? Quarter. Wow, guys. Allow me to speak for everybody in the room. Fuck you, Brian Moynihan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. The consumer's in a great position. Yeah. So. Uh, I think the market is strong. And yeah. I think the consumer is in great shape to withstand the future Literally economy. Literally, a month ago, this guy was saying that people have a lot of savings. Yeah, you they're know, good. From the stimulus checks that they received. Yep. Yeah. Us millennials right. call that cap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's big cap. It's big cap. Yeah. Oh and my God, I wasn't related to you. <laughs> and for those, for those of you that don't know what cap means, that means it's a lie. Yeah. Yeah. My, my brother's contribution to this conversation is big cap. <laughs> Title of the pod. Yeah. <laughs> that'll be the that'll be the opening. Sentence. Big cap. Yeah, it's the big cap episode. Oh my God. <laughs> big cap and big bulges. Right. Oh no. <laughs> so, so three quarters of negative next. Three next quarters year. of negative GDP growth. And if you, as you know, two quarters of consecutive GDP growth is generally considered recessionary. Generally economy. considered recession, even though unless even though the White House that, comes out, yeah, 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 and says no, 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 no. There are other factors considered. Now, granted, the last ten recessions weren't declared that way, but now there's other factors. Right. The last ten out of ten recessions were declared that way, where we had two uh, quarters of negative GDP growth, and they were declared recessions. This time, it happened, and White House came out and said, no, no. Do you know? Do you boys know when it's officially a recessionary economy? Isn't it after two two quarters of? <laughs> uh, you were you checking to see if he was listening to what you, I just you, said? You even listen to the show <laughs> while you're on the show? <laughs> you're fired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! So it, it 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 used it used to be that, and now the National Bureau of Economic Research, Ember, has to come out and declare it. Oh, so wow. one of the first, and that usually takes about a year for them to do the, like, the analytics. So our our supposition, which Aria cap no cap, that means our our thoughts on the matter is yeah, okay, <laughs> supposition, supposition yeah. right? Our supposition. Our this theory. is good. I'm glad that I'm here. Maybe it'll you know you, younger yeah. audience uh, will right, finally understand. This, this is actually this is actually really good for you, right? Because like Chris used to do this to me all the time, and I got a lot of love. That's where I was going. Yeah, and, <laughs> I fuck it. you. So so now every time we log on to social media. I am literally beaten to shit in the comments Pub by his supporters public publicly. E public enemy number one, yeah. Chris. Well, I've seen and it in the every, live feeds. Yeah, it's yeah. fucked up, right? Yeah, like Everyone's like, oh my God, oh, we love Saeed. <laughs> people hate, I am like the devil. And I'm, first of all, for the record, I'm playing a fucking character right now. I'm not really an This is not who he is. This is all yeah. for comedy. I'm a right? sweetheart. I'm a teddy bear. Yeah. Saeed and I cuddle and shit. Yeah, rub our just, 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 just so you guys know, he's holding a mirror in front of himself as he says that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's the fairest of them all? <laughs> so there's been a, this is off topic. We're gonna go here left yeah. anyway. There's this guy in my DMs who's been asking for foot photos. Guys, oh, foot yeah. photos, yeah. foot photos. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's been all of my like, and look, no, mad respect to him for coming out. If I didn't know a dude, I wouldn't hit a dude up for like foot photos like this. And like, yo, shout out to him for being that confident. Right. And he's got like an open profile. Like he's a no, he's a real person. It's not a bot. Like it's not, yeah, it's his yeah. personal so, shit. Tell me, tell me. How, what does he say? So that means Chris actually went to the profile. 
Oh yeah, I'm like, if I'm gonna send you football, though, <laughs> I know who I'm sending this to. Yeah. I need to know. I need I need backstory here. So what what was what was he asking? How did he ask it? So it was casual, like, hey, uh, you Hi, know, ASL. Blah. <laughs> what ASL? Remember back in the day on AIM, the, the people that say age, sex, and location. Oh shit, I'm not that old. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even lie about it. <laughs> Ari's like, what the fuck's going on? What's, what's yeah, yeah. <laughs> what dial up? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> don't worry, millennial. We'll get back to you in a minute. Just, yeah. just sit up there and drink alcohol. I'm just gonna sit here and smile. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, you allowed to drink alcohol yet? Is that old? Oh yeah, yeah. good one. <laughs> <laughs> You're sweating your balls off right now. I can see because it's actually a sweat spot. Um, but so he hits me up and he's like, you know, we're just casual talking, and then he's like, Hey man, I bet you got some pretty feet. And I was like, "That's no. a weird transition." And I, so I'm, 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 I'm a nice person despite the rhetoric. I was like, "Yeah, I think my feet are pretty, pretty." Yeah. And he's like, "You, uh, you want to send me a photo?" And I'm like, "Look, I respect what you're doing here. Like, I don't judge, but I'm not going to send you a photo." In the back of my mind, I'm like, "I should send him a photo. <laughs> <laughs> Just see where it goes." No, no. I was like, this would be a litmus test for an OnlyFans page, which we talked about on a previous show. Yeah. What's OnlyFans? Huh? What's OnlyFans? You'd lie, no, you'd don't, lie, don't bro. Be, if there's on, anybody bro. in this room hey, who's got hey. OnlyFans account as you. Hey, get out of here. You do the same shit. Yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. the no, same no. shit on that no, show. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, there was like two, three episodes ago. Oh, uh, what's it called, uh, Chris? I did it for comedy purposes. You should do an OnlyFeet. That's what I, no, first of all, you obviously know how OnlyFans works. Oh, man. We could start a whole new thing. OnlyFeet. I feel like that's too niche. I mean, there's a market. What, what if somebody wanted to be in the hand porn thing? You know, yeah. like no, this, only fee prices up. Yeah, prices up for this. Like market more. Yeah, I mean, you are the marketing guy. Yeah, so and he'll and market your feet for you. Well, so <laughs> yeah. so eventually, I took a photo in the studio of my feet, like a couple of days ago. It was the last time we recorded. Yeah, he was like, "Yo, bro, you're good. You know, you had you're you got good feet." Wait, you actually sent him? Yeah, yeah. I, was, I did it in my story. Oh, I didn't shit. send it to him directly because I can't have that trail. But are you drinking water? What the fuck's wrong with you? Holy shit. Tequila. A man can't drink water? I don't even know where you got the water bottle from. Plot twist. It's where, vodka. Where did that come from? Uh, I'm just kidding. What? Did anybody bring water bottles in here? How did they get in here? He brought it with him. Uh-huh. All right. Well, yeah. Anyway, so apparently I've got pretty feet. Yeah, yeah. good to know. Even the ET finger foot doesn't uh, matter. Man, care. I really, I feel like this episode would be a lot better too if we had our cameras set up. We got to get those set up. I soon. can't because he Ari would look like a, a drunken asshole on the side. You know, we're closing in on episode one hundred. We are closing in on episode one hundred. How many episodes have been? It's like ninety six. <laughs> so we're closing. We're closing in. You can take a guess. Ninety six, ninety seven, uh, ninety eight. This, this will be, be episode ninety seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, so nice. ninety six comes out uh, tomorrow. Ninety seven uh, next week, which will be this one. Nice. Right. Yeah, which is which is a nice, not nice and awesome. We haven't figured out exactly what we're gonna do for hundred yet. You do something to celebrate. Yeah. Part of me so badly wants to bring the wives in. Yeah. But that would be a train wreck. That would, no, I mean that'd be a train. Your wife, got, your wife would go straight ham, and then my wife would join in, and it would. I'm sorry, be bad. what does ham? What does ham mean? Hard. As uh, a that's haram, bro. <laughs> yeah. You're not Muslim. Why do you act like that on the show? <laughs> You're drinking alcohol right now. <laughs> You're talking about pork? <laughs> You're talking about pork, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I, I would I, I think I think the wise episode would be a great one hundred. Well we'll we'll leave Either it that we'll or leave it has to, to be a really good guest. We'll leave Can't it be up. us two again. We'll leave I, it up to the listeners. I have a very good guest idea. Yeah? Yeah, we'll leave it up to the listeners. If they want the wives on, we'll we'll, we'll maybe convince them to bring on. Uh, they have I don't know how about you, but Hawa has no desire to be on. She hasn't asked to be on. That's yeah, the best part. But you're Muslim. Can't you just tell her to do it? No. Come on, man. Oh, <laughs> he's a Muslim, wait, wait. He's she's, a Muslim man. She's the, she's the, <laughs> yeah. she's the boss. 
Yeah, you, don't, you, don't have, no you don't have a Brazilian, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I got She's no, the boss. I got She's no shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ari wears no pants in his relationship. Oh, okay. Yeah, here we tell. go. Right yeah. back at you, bro. No, no. I wear plenty ah. pants. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> mm. I'm Filipino, bro. They're very subservient culture. <laughs> Listen, baby, let me tell you what you're going to do. You're going to tell me what to do all day long, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Pretty much in my life works. All right, let's circle yeah. back to that, uh, to that article. Which one? The one that you were just talking about. Uh, you didn't talk about Brian, Brian Moynihan's quote. Brian Moynihan's quote. Oh, that's right. Let me get, let me pull that up for you. Um, so Brian Moynihan said that. I no, actually, I did say that he expects three quarters of negative growth next year, followed by a slight uptick in the fourth quarter. I mean, which is a complete redirection of what he's been saying this entire time. I still think that. Yeah. You didn't you miss part of the quote? No, that's that's what it was. You know what's did, interesting? Did you not finish with consumers in Even though we think consumers in great shade, they have the stimulus that they saved yeah, up. There yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's yeah. Part. Okay. Just yeah. by looking at the ten-year treasury, right? Seeing how kind of the, it, the rates have gone down like half a point to a point. I mean, I feel like that's a strong indication that, like, at most, everything's going to be down for. I would say. I would say he says Q3. Mm-hmm. I say Q2. Right, latest. I think that that's when things will start ramping back up a little bit. That's that's what you, I. Believe. You think by the end of Q two things will start ramping back up? Yeah, because we tell we, me we, you're in wholesale. I tell me you're in wholesale. Yeah, we've discussed. No, see, the thing we've is, discussed on the show, and tell me, right. I want to I want to get your thoughts on this. Right, yeah. this is actually it'll be it's interesting because the the Fed's still saying that we're going to raise interest rates in December. That's guaranteed, mm-hmm. fifty basis point predict, projection, right? And then their next meeting after that will be in February. Projection Bloomberg projected 25 basis points, points, right? Um, I think it's still too early to tell, but we'll see. They're gonna hold the rates at these elevated, at this elevated, their words for an extended period of time, extended period of time. So if the next interest rate hike is in December and the one after that is in February and they hold it. I mean, how long is that extended period of time? That's only one quarter, six months. That's that's at least two quarters. Right, yeah. end of Q two, beginning of Q three. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Where'd you come up with that logic? Oh, look, and hold look, on, this is what I mind that's you. Q three, and bro. mind you, and mind you. So the twenty five basis point hike, right? That's only going to get them to around four and a half, right? And they've already started saying that the terminal rate is going to be up to five percent. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, I do I'm this. Sorry, hey, I, was... I do this. I do this. <laughs> You're so proud right now. I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> You're so happy. <laughs> right so they said that the, the terminal rate is going to be five percent now that's up from four and a half mm-hmm. so you know that there's going to be more rate hikes after february mm-hmm. right so it really makes me think that this thing is going to last through 2023 you think so i think so wow. uh, i should point out that that only one of us in the room is actually a nobel laureate contender contender that man, is the one only me. sultry man, side. Omar. I made some wild predict- uh, predictions, and they've come. You through. You can't even speak predictions. Yeah, he has come through. Like he's uh, he's been more, more cavalier than I have been in in predicting stuff recently. And I got to be honest, you haven't missed. Haven't missed. Not, neither of you, though. You one hundred percent. Well, yeah, but I'm also fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And this, and this is, is where, why this is where those happen. comments come from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what comments? What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, the haters because they want to be brilliant too. Like we can't all be yeah. brilliant, okay? So, no, I There's see only this, one Einstein. There's I see this happening Chris. for a long time, and the reason why we feel this way, and I'd love to get your take on this, right, is that 
Where? You're asking him for his take after you just told him that he's wrong? No, I'm not telling him he's wrong. I'm not. How, what I'm do I know? you what you say just so I can tell you why you're wrong. No, that's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. But they're, they're going to have to hold these rates for quite some time. Look, in, inflation is at 7.7%. Last time I checked. Right? Down from 9.1. Down. And this is, yeah. Which sounds like a CPI. big movement, but it's not a big movement. CPI is CPI. the average of a massive amount of, of different inflationary right. tactics. Right. So, and... That's not a whole lot after how many six rate hikes so far? I just I just think the damage has been done. All these mass layoffs have happened with all these big companies, you know, and it yeah. can only go for so even if even if they keep raising rates. Dude, I still think that it can get worse. I, I, what what mass layoffs? You've seen the tech sector only so yeah, far. Yeah, unemployment's only still at three point seven percent. I mean, right? How high do you think it's going to get to? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. I'll take this one. You okay. Can I? Yeah, yeah. Are you okay with that? Allie. Uh, thank you. I'll take the lob. Yeah. All right. Listen, bitch. Meet him at the rim. Okay. No, right. no, no. Right. We don't got to get aggressive. Come on. I feel like aggressive is the way to go. <laughs> no, no. Should no. I walk it back? Walk it back. Yeah. Okay. Young millennial, allow me to educate you on the way of the economy. 5% is a healthy unemployment number. Why, you say? Migration between job to job, somebody leaving one job to go to another job, is healthy. Mm-hmm. People saying, I'm going to go to another company who's hiring right now, and I'm going to get paid more or the same and get better benefits. There's, there's a reason why I'm going to do it. It's healthy. That transitory migration from one company to another company, 5% is generally considered a healthy economy. We're below that. What is that timeline? Like When you say like that transitory period between someone going from one job to another, is that factored in that percentage? So this is actually a really good point that a lot of people don't understand. The laggiest of lag indicators is unemployment. Mm, quoting so, me, quoting you, quoting me. Boom, boom. That's <laughs> what we do. It's yeah, so good. So good. Yeah, you would know if you listen to the show. Tag already. team yeah, back again. So, <laughs> so yeah. So by the time these numbers actually get reflected onto this unemployment rate number, it it there's a huge lag, right? And the Fed has come out specifically and said, I need this number to go up. And it's not going up. As a matter of fact, the last... Did they say what it needs to go up to? No. They just said that it needs to go up because that affects wages. That affects CPI, right? Prices will start to come down. People can't afford shit, so prices of everything start to come down. That's why it's such a long process. So allow me to illustrate. So David Solomon came out. Merrill Lynch, right? No. Goldman Uh, Sachs. Goldman Sachs. Fuck, I always fuck that up. I've met the guy. This is fucking terrible. You're a terrible human being. I am a terrible human being. So David Solomon, smart guy, he's come out and said that you should expect companies to start tightening the bootstraps. Yeah. Think about where we are right now in the economic cycle. We're in the mid-period of December. By the time the show comes out, literally in the middle of December. It's really hard to lay off now. Mm -hmm. Okay? So... A lot of these companies that have started reforecasting 2023 started saying, you know what, consumer demand is going to go down. Even Brian Moynihan, who has been all like total, you know, oh, consumers are great. They have tons of savings. Even he's now changed his rhetoric, as I quoted earlier. Mm-hmm. So if he's saying there's going to be three quarters of negative GDP growth, what do you think companies are going to do as consumer demand drops quarter after quarter? I mean, they have to lay off. Well, lay- downsize layoff is it's kind of in conclusion but mm-hmm. the first thing you do is you say to yourself we're a publicly traded company we have an obligation to be transparent to our shareholders we have auditors both internal external 
we have a lot of people in between us and the market because we're publicly traded. Our, our information has to be vetted. So they're going to readjust their forecasts like they did this year mm. down again. And it, you can imagine if they actually physically declare a recessionary economy sometime in 2023. Mm-hmm. National Bureau of Economic Research comes out and says, you know what? We're going to go retroactive after the two quarters of negative GDP growth back to January 1, 2022. We've been in a recessionary economy this entire time. Yeah. What do you think the consumer sentiment's going to be? Holy shit, America, we're in a recession. I'm going to pull back. This after Jeff Bezos literally told everybody before Black Friday to not fucking buy. Right. And it was a $9.12 billion, billion? Mm-hmm. Billion dollar. B. B. Billion dollar. Buying. The highest of all time on Black Friday that happened as a result of it. Consumers still haven't got it through their thick fucking skull. Right. We're having a hard time. Until they hear them come out and declare a recession, that's when they're going to be like, holy shit. Not even realizing what they've been dealing with, what they've been going through. So what I think what they're going to first start doing and what David Solomon came out and said is, you're going to slow down hiring. That's why people are starting to slow down there. Even though the job postings are, are also there, that doesn't mean they're going to hire anybody. Right, Chris? Not at all. So we've talked about some previous episodes and sites pointing to me for a reason. Mm-hmm. A lot of companies, so let's, let's think about it from a visual perspective. If you're a company right now and you have a job openings that are out there, are you going to pull those off and make your company look like you're not hiring anybody? Are you going to leave those there and see if you get a really, really super qualified person because there's been lots of layoffs? You're gonna, the optics of a company that's publicly traded are really important. Arun, you know just as well as anybody else. Yeah, no, uh, it's, it's marketing yeah. even when you're not marketing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all perception, right? So I'll tell you this much. We haven't seen the layoffs yet. I agree. We've seen the beginning stages of early. The tech sector had a huge run-up. Massive run-up. Aria, how old are you right now? 26, turning 27 Jan. Damn, you hesitated. That's what, yeah. that's what comes after 26? Because it's, it's hard. Yeah. No, 27 <laughs> comes after 26. I was going to say 27, but like. He said 27 earlier on, the, on the pod. Yeah. He did. Did you round up? I mean, that's in January, bro. It's like I a know. month. And when people say, like, well, how old are you? I'm almost 27. I'm so, almost So I'm you're 26. Weird so yeah. you're 26. <laughs> okay. So, uh, how old are you saying? Huh? That's a good uh, question, bro. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. like 40. <laughs> you're not even close. This guy, <laughs> wants, he wants his ARP card so bad. He's just waiting for that senior citizen discount. Yeah. All right. So look. So 14 years of a really super prosperous economy. 14 years ago, you were 12. That was the end of the last recessionary economy. You have no physical idea of what comes next. And no one really knows, because there's still rhetoric out there right now of people saying that there's a possibility of a quote-unquote soft landing, right? Who knows what that even means? That's not a knock on you. No, yeah, that's, you, you, just, you, no, were, no, you, were, you were born that. into a time where this yeah. is all you know. Exactly, yeah. And there, soft, soft landing is so funny. Oh, Saeed. I would like to give you a soft slap in the face. <laughs> no, it's a slap in the face. Yeah, I don't want any slaps in the yeah. face. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't change the slap. Right. You know, transitory, migration, all these things. Transitory. Yeah, it it's here one minute, it's gone the next. Yeah. Everything in life is transitory. Right. The sun is transitory. Yeah. Your paycheck is transitory. Right. That, that's, everything's transitory. Why, why are we describing recessionary yeah, economies that the way, way? The way things are described, right? We talked about on previous episodes, you know, uh, cryptocurrencies, decentralized bank. That sounds sexy. I w- that sounds sexy. But hey, I kind of want my shit centralized. Airbnb arbitrage. I want to oh, be I able to. I love that word. Yeah. That does it's called great subletting, idea. motherfucker. Yeah. It's yeah. subleasing. Yeah. Thank you. That's all it is. Yeah. 
Ooh, but everybody can be arbitrage. You can make more money. Arbitrage. It sounds like you're doing something naughty. You know? Yeah. Ooh. It sounds bad. See it on OnlyFeet.com. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I do think that it's going to, like, the consumers are really going to feel it next year because the ones that did do the heavy Black Friday shopping, right. some, a lot of them are banking on a refund. 78% increase in buy now, pay later services from the month prior. Yeah, wow. and, they're, and they're banking on getting, a, a, like, a tax refund like they usually do. But mm-hmm. What happened recently? The IRS hired a bunch of agents, and even they came out and said, "If you're expecting a big refund, I feel like he doesn't listen to the show at all." He does. He got that from the show, right? <laughs> yeah, I did totally. <laughs> yeah, give you a lot, bro. <laughs> he probably saw it on TikTok. He saw it on TikTok. Yeah. It's called the Inflation Reduction Act, and yeah. it doesn't reduce inflation. No, it doesn't actually increase. Inflation. It actually acts like it reduces inflation. Yeah, they printed more money for it, right? Yeah, but which fucks everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I want. I'm kind of curious to see how they're going to handle the whole $600 transaction limit type thing, like mm-hmm. for uh, Venmo, for Venmo and Zelle. Like that's. I'm kind of curious. Zelle doesn't have it. Really, it's Venmo, PayPal, but Zelle doesn't have it. Zelle is a different business model. So Zelle is it's actually interesting. So a lot of the major banks, like Wells Fargo, they're they're some of the lead investors in Zelle. Mm-hmm. Zelle is an overnight kind of. Um, well, so they, they they transfer the money over directly. They're like, kind of like a third party. I'm watering it down, but I'm trying to make it simple. Venmo, PayPal, those are different services. So Zelle is actually a loophole in that right now. So you, so a lot of vendors have switched to Zelle because it doesn't actually trigger that $600 limit for right. the IRS. Right. So my question is, when that $600 limit is triggered, are they considering anything above that income? Is that is that what they're looking for? Well, maybe, maybe, it's reportable for the purposes of tax right. reporting. Maybe mark it as like a services fee or something, right? Let's put it this way. If the IRS is going to get $80 billion, the overwhelming majority of it is going to go to enforcement agents. Okay. Do you think they're going to audit the super, super wealthy who've got tax attorneys, attorneys on file, lots of people all over that have all the resources to fight legally forever? They're going to audit you. Cupcake a over there. Oh, I know. Me. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't make yourself. Yeah, don't don't act yourself don't, into listen, us. Don't do that, dude. You're not a man of the people. Listen, I don't Mr. Want... Disney World. Hey. <laughs> How much hate have you got from that, from that episode? The Disney World, not so much. It was the private jet shit that really. The, that when, I, when I was like, oh, no. yo, me and the PJ, when I started using acronyms for wow, shit. That, what <laughs> private jet? <laughs> the, the PJ. Yeah. You call it private jets because you're uninitiated. We call it PJs. Ah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I was in the PJ. Yeah. Doing my thing at the PS terminal. Yeah, y'all, y'all will get there one day. Don't worry. I have faith. <laughs> <laughs> that is sarcasm for anybody who talks shit on me later on. Is not real. Oh, it's real. I mean, it happened, but I, my my fucking enthusiasm <laughs> about it's not yeah, real. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Taking the PJ on on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Ari's like, what that? Yeah. Are you okay with that, Chief? Just FYI, no, the healthcare industry is being hit by. Um, Unemployment or no, not employment. Um, layoffs as well now. Do you have an article to cite? Because in this podcast, that's how we operate. We source everything. Yeah. Ooh, then I can't show for the, my for, source. For, for the listeners, yeah. So there, there are hiring freezes or there are layoffs. Layoffs. Wow, that's yeah. that's crazy. Because didn't we cite on on the last episode that they had like forty thousand dollars or forty thousand jobs just recently created? Yeah, health, the jobs report. Healthcare, believe it or not, is actually one of the areas that had a positive impact. Last we checked for job growth. Yeah. So I think it was two podcasts ago we talked about that. Um, so does that include like pharmaceutical or is that totally separate? 
whole healthcare industry, so it doesn't include pharmaceutical, but the sector is kind of wide and broad. I think it has more to do with, so it's interesting at this point in time too with some of the COVID resurgence of the hospital stuff, but keep in mind, some of these workers are amongst the, the, the most undervalued workers. Teachers, nurses, incredible fucking risk, incredibly fucking difficult jobs. Tremendous amounts of time, dedication, and they're super underpaid. Nailed it, yeah. 45,000 jobs added last month. Look at you, Saeed. Wow. Proving that he is right about stuff that you said because he's arrogant. <laughs> okay. Don't do that. No, no, don't, I see what you're doing. I'm no, just no, thinking this is what on. happened. Did it I, not just happen? Hold on. I see what you're doing. I, I don't appreciate it. I'm just fact-checking. Don't appreciate that you fact-checked yourself about <laughs> being right about yourself? <laughs> All right. No, I'm I would have corrected myself, too. From a third-party perspective, and there are other individuals in the room, granted, one of them is a millennial, that, I mean, did he not fact-check himself just to say that he was don't. right? <laughs> he did. That, that, no, one. the intention. The intention. Aria, Aria, hold did, on. Did the intention. Not, the intention was for me to say that. Let I was the right. millennials speak. Have some respect. Call Aria. me New Zealand. I'm, I'm a neutral third party. I, I, New Zealand is not a neutral third party. Switzerland. Switzerland. I, Switzerland? I mean Switzerland. I, I, knew, I, I, I also. This is what the generations look for. I, I don't know. I want you to know, Aria. I also knew that, but I chose not to say it. Yeah, so see. yeah, yeah. Because you knew us too would. I meant Switzerland, bro. Yeah. New Zealand. Yeah, it's okay. I'm in Switzerland. Okay, let's play a fun game. Name one thing about New Zealand that you know. I'll wait. I have a friend from New Zealand. <laughs> you have no friends. <laughs> you have no friends. I do. I do. If I, your wife doesn't count or fiance. If I were to say That's Brazil, uh, what uh, what, yeah. what is Maori? Maori? Yeah. Can't do that. Come on. <laughs> Come on. What are you doing? Wait, don't do this to the poor guy, bro. What Come is Maori? Sounds like food, bro. <laughs> Uh, you can look that up later. You're welcome. <laughs> all right. So, what do you want to do? You want to get into some of these Q and A's? Yeah. We, oh, so. Uh, oh, all right. So, Arun already knows. Ari never listens to the show. We have Q and A's from listeners. Mm -hmm. Question and answers for the podcast. You wouldn't know because you never submitted a question. Just by the fact that. Every time I have a question, it's something super mean, so I just delete it. That's not true. That's a complete lie. All right. I'll go with it. All right. Uh, this one from. Captain Dalton. Oh, Dalton. Yeah. Is he messaging you and your shit? No, no. You sent me the phone. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. These are mine. All right. Yeah. These, are, this, these, these two are yours. <laughs> Captain Dalton, where would you park $10,000 right now? Arun, Millennial, where would you... Who wants to go first? Honestly, I'd probably just save at this point. Mm -hmm. Just wait it out another maybe... Three months, six months, see what happens. So, you know, God damn it, he sounds like he listens God, to the show. He fucking listens to the show, he listens dude. Listens to the show. Yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, that's that's what my wife and I are at right now. I mean, we do listen to the show. Obviously, we do get a lot of you. No, don't say we. Don't Sorry. say we. You already I'm said that. You already said. You, you already said that. Yeah, this guy I has committed so much perjury. I know. On this episode, objection, Your Honor. <laughs> that's a lie. Yeah. I asked for tips and tricks. Give me one tip. <laughs> I'll give you a trick later. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Millennial, or you put in, in grand. I'm with I'm with you guys. I, I think that right now, just the best action is no action. To mm -hmm. be honest, so. right now cash is king, right? Yeah, I think it, for me too. It depends if if there's something that I I want to invest in. Like let's say if I want to get into an investment real estate property, then maybe I would I would hoard it right and continue to stack chips. But my wife and I we invest in mutual funds for the kids and whatnot. And if maybe we believe in dollar cost averaging mutual funds, yeah. I you want you to go into low cost index funds. Low, yeah, I, and we also have low cost index funds. Vanguard, VOO, yeah, yeah. Way to go, index five hundred. Yeah, so we maybe just continue to do our dollar cost averaging, 
right? Okay. And, and continue to dump it in there. So depending on what it is you're trying to accomplish. I actually think right now is a great time to buy you know, some stocks because mm-hmm. like a lot of, a lot of stuff are undervalued. I mm-hmm. mean, from a few months ago, like I bought it closer few, to the mic there, chief. I bought like a few stocks and every single one of them I bought at a discount. Yeah. Right. And I mean, especially ones that are like blue chip dividend paying stocks. Yeah. They went up in value and on top of like, let me give you an example. Okay. Hold let on. me give you an example. Time out. Can I talk shit now or do I have to wait? No, no don't wait. talk shit. Let him. Let him not, let, I'm just wait. saying. I'm, at least let him finish. Like, food for thought. You did, We just talked about Brian Moynihan, who's the world's dumbest CEO, coming out saying three quarters of negative GDP growth. These stocks you buy now are going to decline. Right. I so if you're, ju- if you're just, if you're, the, I think the thought process, is if you're just starting now, I mean, you might as well wait. So right? let, let me, let me make you sound really smart and it piggybacks off Saeed. The only true hedge against inflation is to keep doing what you're doing when inflation isn't there. Mm-hmm. To keep buying. So what you're saying passively, and in millennial speak, is to start buying now and continue to buy through whatever economy comes next. Yeah. I mean, like, for example, there's there's this one stock called Vail, right? And they pay like a 9% dividend. They I bought them at $10 a share. Now they're at 15 mm-hmm. And they have like a really good PE ratio. They're okay. a mineral company, like something like that, something that's stable, right? Mm-hmm. Something that's held by a majority, uh, large, large uh, stakeholder institutions, right? right? Like right. stuff like that. Obviously, you don't want to go into something like super risky, like a blue chip, like AT&T for one. Right. Like ones that are stable, that, that have taken that dive because of the current state of the economy. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I believe in because from my portfolio, it's up. Yeah. Right. That's what I believe. Yeah. So if you continue to continue to do what, it, like you said, yeah. the true hedge against inflation is to keep doing what, what it, whatever it is that you're doing. But our boy Jamie Dimon came out and said that he expects the stock market to go down another twenty percent. Which, by the way, is already down twenty five percent prior to this little bear run here, or bull run right here, I should say. Right. So I will give a different answer than all three of you. Okay. Yeah. Yes, the best thing you do right now is to hoard cash, continue your investing. So Arya, Saeed, agree. Everyone agree. However, caveat, one comma. Right now, you're getting extraordinarily different savings rates. Mm-hmm. So there are institutions offering 4% oh, wow. for savings accounts. Yeah. For money. If you're at some place offering you less than that or offering you significantly less than that, call it 2% or less than, you know, in some case, 2%, you should look to move your money, which you're hoarding in cash, some place it's going to pay you four percent it'll probably go up so typically what we're see, what you see prior to a fed interest rate increase is a run-up in the market of interest rates mm-hmm. because they know this in this case 50 basis points on 12 14 right is likely to come in the future so right now you're seeing some interesting moves by banks to increase their savings rates mm-hmm. you should make sure you monitor yours Right. So then, and that maybe something else that you can also look into if you're an individual that's hoarding cash right now to eventually get into, let's say, an investment property, right? And like you want to follow Chris and, you know, capitalize on some higher interest rates, some higher yields, then look into some community banks that where you can build a relationship with so that you can better assist you when you're ready for um, that time to invest. Mm. So you're pimping out the business. I love it. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. Question number two. Question number two. Tell us about your new job. So congratulations are in order. Whoop, whoop. I don't really feel like congratulations are in order. Whoop, whoop. 
Congrat- Why not? Congratulations are in order. And no, it's it, it is it is it is a tough time, but I've, you are very well deserving. So of all the responsibility, I appreciate the sentiment, but I don't really understand it. Mm-hmm. So let's give everybody a little quick backstory. Chris is now the chief operating officer. When of, I was the chief credit credit officer before, yeah. So, so objectively was, speaking, yes, the chief credit officer's role is more vital to a bank in my mind mm-hmm. because the only thing that takes a bank down is bad credit decisions. So credit assets go bad. Exactly. That's how banks go out of business. Mm-hmm. However, in the market, if you look kind of more at the macro 30,000 foot elevation, generally speaking, the COO is the segue to the president who kind of fills the, the corporate, it's either president or CEO at that point. Mm-hmm. I guess I get the sentiment in that it's supposed to be some kind of promotion. Mm-hmm. And it, for me, I like it because it's a challenge. It's the other side of the business for me. Right. Uh, it's, it's the liability side of a balance sheet for a bank, which is somebody else's deposits, depository side. Still a very tall task. Um, in this economy, yeah. Yeah. You know, th- if it were like, you know, 10 years ago, it'd be different. Exactly. I guess for me, it's different because it's not something that I ever saw myself doing. Right. I was asked to do it, so I'm doing it. But <laughs> I keep telling people, the CCO, CCO mm-hmm. versus COO is half a C. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know? Well, you, re- you really went there, huh? I did. I mean, I will say, like, <clears throat> I, I, was, I was around when you first... See that thing you're talking to you right now? That's called a microphone. Put it by your face. <laughs> I mean, I was around when you first joined the bank. That's very good. Right? And kind of seeing, seeing where you were in the beginning to where you are now, like, it's, it's inspiring. So, you know, congratulations inspiring. on... Inspiring? Really? Yeah, absolutely. Congrats. I started off as an underwriter making $80,000 a year at the bank. Mm-hmm. That was a 50% pay cut from where I was before in commercial real estate. Why are you looking at the mic stand? So what's going on there? It's also what, like 12 years ago? 15. 15, 15 yeah. years ago. Yeah, 15 years ago. 80K 15 years ago was pretty good. I mean, that wasn't even including bonus back then, too. So, I mean, I mean dude, for some like, people right now, it's still really good. Oh, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, look, I've been un. In, fuck. Ari and I have had this conversation before. I've been so incredibly fucking lucky with my career. And my wife and I have had this conversation, too, where I feel like, for me, it's been a series of upward movements over time where I've plateaued, but I've never gone backwards. I've always gone, like, flat, but up, then flat, but up. Right. That I feel no one's life is this progressive, linear movement upward. I know that at some point in time, I'm going to have a step back. I'm going to have a fallback and I don't know when that's going to be or what it's going to look like. I think I mean, the world is speculative, right? But I've done everything I can to mitigate those economic losses for when the time comes, but I feel incredibly fucking blessed that in lucky, fucking lucky, man, that who I couldn't have told you back in during the great recession, 2007, that that job that I walked into was going to evolve into this. But we've talked about it before on on the podcast, man. It's not just it's not just lucky, right? Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Combination of preparation opportunity, yeah. right? So you you made sure you were prepared for that opportunity. Something that we've talked about on the show before, and something that I think everyone around everyone here in this room knows that you able to still live within your means, and although you may move up, right, and, and get paid more, you still are able to. Be the same person you are, yeah, and yeah, yeah. and not live a crazy lavish lifestyle. Even Dude, though you pe- could, people underestimate how how incredibly difficult it is to maintain discipline. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, the shit that I spend on now, I think people hear like it's crazy, like you know, blah, blah blah, like black car and stuff like that. But right, I think they don't understand that I have not spent money that I've made that other people would spend for decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, two of them at this point. Right, and even though you may still have some of those things, let's say like a black card, you're not, I don't know, reckless with it, right? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> some years I feel like it, but I mean, I'm not out there doing crazy, crazy, crazy. I, I, I splurge a little bit more now than I have been historically because I feel like I deserve it, but mm-hmm. it's, been, it's been a long road of discipline. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were my age when you joined the bank. 26. Yeah. You were my age. I thought you were 27. (laughs) (laughs) But just kind of seeing what you've, like, where you've gone and and how you've chose to not kind of be so flashy has helped me out, you know? Because I remember that time when I wanted to get this car that was, you know, $1,000 a month, you know, and you told me. last week? Uh, White BMW? (laughs) <laughs> she was a black BMW. <laughs> How'd you know? Um, but I'm glad I didn't. I mean, you you know, you warned me about the bad times coming. You know, even when you know things were going great, you know, rates were low and mortgages. You know, I just I, I knew that you can't just because things are good now doesn't mean it's going to be great later. So, you know, right? I, I appreciate that. So yeah, if I can hop in real quick as well, I want to give kudos to Chris for what he's accomplished as well. I know you're saying it's luck. Wow. Yeah. That sounds, yeah. That sounds weird. Yeah, are, you on, winning, are you winning the laureate right now? I feel like I am. What the fuck? So if I were you, I would do the let me do it the right way. Yeah. I'd like to thank my co-host, Said Omar, for yeah. getting me here today. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be where I was at if it wasn't for him. <laughs> Just remember that in the future when you actually yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. No problem. So uh I've I've known Chris for twenty plus years now and he's given up a lot to get to where he is. Um he's given up a lot of friends, time, family. You mean friends who turned against me? Huh? Friends who turned against me and sabotaged me because I was more committed to work than I was in the friendship. Yeah, that sure. and them not not realizing or recognizing what kind of dedication and work and discipline goes into becoming something like this. Uh, you Passion. 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 Is the, uh, I can't do the. Passion Drake is yeah. the right away. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, hey, you're Drake. Welcome. Gotcha. Passion. Yep. You look it up. Right. Millennial, you'll, you'll get there in a couple of years. Next question. Enough about Chris. Enough about me. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> what are the pros and cons of home equity loans? So before we get into this, um, let's do a breakdown. There's obviously two types of home equity loans. There's there's a home equity loan versus a home equity line of credit. You're reading off notes. Right. Yeah. You know, not a lot of people mm-hmm. actually know that. Right. Not a lot of people actually know that. You right. Know, coming from and this you is know, something that maybe you, you can dive into. Get oh. close to the mic, you millennial piece of <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like I said, you know, coming from a high volume company. You know, going from low rates to high rates, you know, uh, uh, not a lot of people know what the difference between a home equity loan and a line of credit. You're lucky I was in corner and beat your the, ass. The pros. <laughs> so the pros for like a home equity loan is that it it's fixed, but it's not it's not tied to your first loan. So you know, if you have a low rate, mm-hmm. right, you don't have to get rid of that low rate. You can, you know, pay off debts or take care of this pool, mm-hmm. you know, and, and although the home equity loans like five, six, seven, eight, ten percent you're able to do all those projects with that second loan. And then once rates come back down, then you can kind of consolidate them. So people people tend to get these type of loans, right, to remodel or do something to the house and you get the whole sum of the loan at once. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. But again, it was so, it was so fascinating to, to know that not a lot of people actually knew the difference. 
everyone like I would get a call and like, oh, I want like a home equity loan. And I'm like, well, I mean, are you tell me more about why you're looking for a home equity loan? Then they started to talk to me about it. So which leads to the home equity line of credit, right? Home equity line of credit is is a second line that you can use. Like let's just say you are doing a renovation project, but you don't know how much it's going to be. Like you're you're assuming you need like maybe sixty thousand, but it could be more. Right. right. You could request for like an eighty K line of credit, use whatever you're going to use, and then whatever you actually use, you can pay that back and it's not tied to your first mortgage. So right. that's kind of the difference between the two. And another another and very well said on your part, another big difference between the two is the payments that you make towards the home equity line of credit, you could then reuse that money again mm-hmm. if you if you needed to. Whereas the principal payments you make on a home equity loan go towards the payment, you can't then retake that money back out, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Something interesting that I looked up, Chris, was home equity line of credit activity grew to the highest level since the first half of 2007 in the first two quarters of this year, according to CoreLogic. Uh, During that period, lenders originated more than 807,000 new HELOCs, totaling almost $131 billion. Both HELOC counts and amounts have increased by 30% year over year in 2022. So I would say right out the gate, that's extremely familiar Mm -hmm. because that's exactly what happened in the run-up prior to the Great Recessionary Economy. Right. So this is right now being marketed across a lot of lenders, you know, as as a safety net for people. Yeah. Right. For someone that's sold that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. get, Get close to the mic. Coming from someone that has sold there that. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And and you sold it based on on that, right? Absolutely. I mean, again, it's when you like every every like I would say ninety percent of the, you know, people that have owned a home, they refinance their home down to like two percent, two and a half percent with zero closing costs. Mm-hmm. And now we it's it's crazy. And I feel like this is what has led to such a difficult time we're in is everyone had all this access to money, right? And now we've got into we're looking at eight, seven percent interest rates. Yeah. Right. Right. And so yeah, I mean it doesn't make any sense. I looked at someone that had a two and a half percent 30 year fixed, mm-hmm. right? And then they refinanced to like a seven percent and they only took like maybe 20k cash out. Their payment went up like like a thousand dollars. Yeah, if you doesn't have, make any sense. If you have somebody telling you to do that right now, never talk to them again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or call and complain about Aria. Aria, smarter time, than that. The only time it makes sense to to do like an actual cash out refi is like if you have a bunch of outstanding debts, mm-hmm. right? Even if you do have a two and a half percent, yeah, right. If you have a lot of outstanding debts, you right. can you can. Well, the, do a cash out refi. Credit card debt, for example, can be up to 18%. Yeah. Right. I mean, now, exactly. now it's at like 25, 27%, you know. Depending on your state's usurious laws. Yeah. So, right. like, there have been scenarios where someone had like a 2.5% and I took them up to a 6% and I paid off all these credit cards that had these minimum payments and I was still saving them like 500 bucks a month. And they were actually able to pay off their home like 10 years faster or just take that at 500 and you know. Yeah. A lot of people get scared at the thought at the thought of this, but you got to take the time to either reach out to a professional like Aria to work out the numbers or, you know, find the templates online that are free and work out the numbers yourself. 
You hear that? Professional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even believe it. <laughs> Shit. You realize when you say hear that professional after someone calls you professional, you don't sound professional? <laughs> just throwing that out there is like a semantic. No, bro. He, he was so eloquent. Discuss amongst yourselves. Yeah. 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 I mean, also, the pants are tight. You should look at yours, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. There's a lot Don't of quad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that yeah. what that is? That they call that? But yeah. I, can, I can sell yeah. feet on only feet that... and, and make money. <laughs> yeah. So it's all good. More Next. questions, side. Rapid fire. Next question. So what would be the most ideal economy world and how would that look? ESL? <laughs> 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 Is that, that's a question for you, Chris. I don't even know what the question was. Yeah. What would be the most ideal economy world and how would that look? So what would the most ideal economy look like? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I world guess world, worldwide. <laughs> yeah. Worldwide. Because I think what I think what, what the what the person is hinting at is, you know, this recession that we're in is worldwide. So okay. Yeah, fair, fair, fair point. Okay. So I will I will um take a shot. Mm-hmm. So traditionally speaking, recessionary economies that would impact one country were not necessarily impacting all countries. However, we are in a very weird time in, frankly, human society mm-hmm. where we're all very much, very, very much, <laughs> very much intertwined. And because of that, you see things that are much more impactful on a global basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our political ties to Russia have financial ramifications. Right. Are changes of legislation in the United States as it relates to chip manufacturing. Some of some of our thirty-two trillion dollars in debt is owned by other countries, other economies. Exactly. So, this is very much a complex issue. Here's what I would say: I would say that the U.S. economy, and this is somewhat arrogant in in its response, but so the U.S. economy is one of the largest economies in the world, and its impacts across the world are really, really important. Right. So is China. So is Russia. I know that we as an arrogant country don't want to reference that shit, but it's true. Mm -hmm. What they do impacts us and what we do impacts them. I would say the best thing that we can all do worldwide is accept that we are all in a recessionary economy at this point in time. Mm -hmm. Russia has challenges from the Ukrainian war, which is not exactly ideal for their economy. China is struggling with their import export business as people are moving away from China to other countries, which are more frankly cheap mm-hmm. and the u.s has its own economic woes all of us are devaluing our currency uh, the u.s seemingly less than than some of the other people out there against one another and it's not exactly ideal when we were younger economies were much more separated but now on a worldwide platform it's much more interconnected they're all tied so the best thing we can do in an ideal world is we can raise interest rates the Fed borrowing rate, put pressure on the economy, draw liquidity out, where unemployment rises, wages come down, home values come down, and we do all the things that nobody wants to do so that we are better positioned against ourselves, against other countries, for a healthier economy. Right. And I know that healthy economies are a matter of perspective because everybody wants those prosperous times the last 14 years. Those mm-hmm. last 14 years were not normal. Not normal. I know. Home rates at 2 3%, that's not, that's not going to last that's forever. Not, that's not even healthy. Right. Exactly. Not at all. That exactly. thing in front of you is called a microphone. Think it's about it. Still- 
Think about yeah. it. All those people with two, three percent rates, you know, like like you just mentioned earlier. When's the next time they're going to refi? You know, it's got to make sense to them. They have outstanding large. Well, and then it's going to cause problems for the listing market for real estate. It's going to right. cause volume for trans transactional volume issues. I mean, people don't understand that. Let me use a different example. If you had sugar every day, sugar on an MRI lights your brain up the same way cocaine does. Mm-hmm. You had sugar every day for 14 years. And then I asked you to stop immediately. You would go fucking insane. Headaches, physical responses, possibly nausea, withdrawals. You would not feel good. If I weaned you off of it, you'd mm-hmm. feel a hell of a lot better. Would you crave sugar still? Probably. Because mm-hmm. you remember what, what that felt like. You remember yeah, what it felt 14 like. 14 years? 14 years is a long time. Right. So to truly wean the United States economy off of this, this teat, this titties. Someone got loose. You know, speaking of like, the, like sugar gives you the same effect of like cocaine. What that made me think of is the consumer spending habit, right? And the, the scary thing that I've actually seen recently, well, during my time doing mortgages and, you know, help people pay off debts is that you can pull out, you can help people pay off all their debt, 20, 30K, 40K worth of debt, save them 500 bucks a month. Yeah. And they go around and they rack up that same debt. Yeah. You know the, what I mean? It's the behavior, right? That's the thing. That, and that's something that we've been talking about a lot on the show that there's a, a, a behavioral economics. Yeah. Behavioral economics. We really got to change consumer behavior because we said on the last episode that got released, Jeff Bezos came out, the guy that's selling you everything is telling you to stop buying. Yeah, people kept buying. It's the lifestyle. Yeah. It's hard to have someone change the lifestyle. Exactly. And these deals aren't helping either. I mean, shoot, I went ahead and bought like a $1,000 TV because- On Black Friday? I mean, I'm, they say I'm saving fi- 500 bucks. Well, now we know the new $9.12 billion came from. <laughs> there yeah, you go. Exactly. There you go. It was, yeah. yeah. It's, a great, it's a great deal. I mean, at least they made me think it was a great deal. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I probably that deal, that deal will be there on President's Day too, my friend. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that deal. Cyber Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it's like Cyber Monday extended. But if you needed it, you needed it. I mean, now it's Christmas good. a lead up. It's, it's a whole thing. Right. Yeah. All right. Next question. Uh, once you guys start filming with those who are on Spotify, like Mind Pump does or no, I'm thinking what they're trying to ask is if you're on Spotify, would you be able to see the video? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, it'll, it'll get released on all platforms. Actually, Arun, Sugar Tits. Yes. Handsome Boy. <laughs> You would, in theory, need to be the guy outside the window producing the live cuts. Mm-hmm. Yes. That would be a lot of responsibility. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? feel great. Yeah. Let me uh, get a course from an influencer real quick. No, 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 no. I'd hook you up. I'd hook you up. <laughs> yeah. Chris will teach you. It's a yeah. joke. Yeah. I know it's a joke. It's a terrible joke, but it's fine. It's a joke. Yeah, but we're, looking for, we're looking forward to that sometime in, sometime in the near future. I mean, episode 100 sounds like the ideal time. But three right. episodes from now is literally one and a half weeks. I mean, do people watch podcasts? Oh, yeah. Yeah, all the yes. time. You wouldn't know because you don't listen to ours or anything. I don't listen to I don't even watch any podcast. Ooh, I'll be honest. You're missing out. I do. I, if I'm listening to a podcast, the video's up while I'm working Ro- out. Rogan, yeah. I listen to Rogan all yeah. the time. Rogan's video's up all the time. It's, yeah. it's cool to see them. It's how I got introduced to Mind Pump. Video? Yeah, through YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. 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 
my problem is logistics of like editing the the, the video and getting it out at the same time the audio it's, it's a logistics challenge yeah it there's gonna there's gonna be some challenges there and a lot of pressure to because chris and i have been consistent as fuck on this we haven't missed an episode honestly uh-huh. Uh, how would you why know? are you saying you how know? would you, you know? know that don't do bro that. instagram stories hey, bro. everybody good. in the room hey, knows on. your line hold instagram this stories this guy's good see how he ta- he he, yeah, he, he joined us yeah, he joined yeah. us yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. this guy yeah. i like i like your style that was <laughs> yeah, good. special you, guest host over there you not so much you're a lying piece of shit bro you tag me on all the stories i know whatever i only tag you to comment here's the fucking worst part is you just started comment yeah no 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 yeah like i said what did i say what did i say 30 minutes ago caps Big cap. Big cap. See, Check don't, every don't, single don't post. Don't be millennials. Uh, not endearing. Oh, no. Next right, one. One next last one. question. This no, we last got two, question. We got, there's two. We got to go through the last I one, I have too. got to pee like a racehorse. That's fine. Okay, you'll deal with it. I need a new beer. So, yeah, you really? You got mine? What are y'all's anticipated forecasts for home prices in 2023? Down. Yeah. JBREC, that's John Burns Real Estate Consulting, has it at minus 20%. Down. Down. Yeah. 20% is probably a little rough. I would say 15. We've we been saying 10 to 15. It 10 to 15, yeah. 15% is probably the number. Depends on the region, right? Depends if you're in one of those markets that really got a boost during the pandemic. But it would not surprise me to see San Jose down 20%, Florida down 20%. But for right now, 15% is kind of our... Dude, we've, we talked about it. It's it's crazy how those cities in Florida are not in, in the, those top cities that have taken the biggest yeah, hit so far. Yeah, there's a lot of influx. A lot yeah. of influx. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Here's a random question. With these questions that people are asking the Q&As, right? Do you want them to be a little bit more niche? Like, do you want to know the specific area that they're asking about like yeah no, i mean no, well, that's way, what you want the way okay. we position the way we position the question is that nothing is off limits got it got it yeah and if it's something that's a little niche we'll do the research to make sure we get that get that solved let's go questions chris got a pee last oh, one really last one <laughs> i do really bad. how did you meet chris i guess that we can all kind of go into that real quick Arya, how did you meet chris <laughs> <laughs> i was forced into this life yeah. <laughs> i had no choice yeah he yeah. was born into it he was born i was there it. when he was born yeah yeah, yeah. Odin? Uh, for me, it was at the gym uh, playing basketball. Uh, we had a squad at one point where we're all really close. And so squad. squad. That's hey, that's a term that we used to use back in the early 2000s. In the Shire? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we met at the Prairie. Yeah. Um, what yeah, was no, your we, position? Huh? What was your position? <laughs> why, 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 you, why, did you, why did you laugh when you said that, bro? Because he looked at me. I don't know. His position was round. He was good, man. Bench, bro. Hey. Bench. Yeah. Uh, ninth man. Yeah, he man. was um, rotund. Yo, the best yeah, pick and pop player you've ever seen. Ever. <laughs> uh, no, just uh, at the gym, starting to play basketball with our group. And then from there, just uh, got close. And great guy. Used to be, used to be nice. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. Money is a way of doing that. Yeah, money is yeah, a way of doing it. Yeah, same thing goes. Same thing goes for me. Um, met him, met him through the gym. Well, nobody cares about you. You're yeah, the co-host. You're on the true. show. Yeah, that's my point. You've already told the story. I told the story. All Chris right, has to pee that bad. I do have to pee that bad. Okay, Arun, are you? This is your last chance to say something impactful to the world. <laughs> the world. We are amongst the top 1.5 percent in the country. So say something. Say something. All right, going valuable. First something valuable yeah all right well uh hopefully this won't be the last time you guys hear uh from me because i'm hoping it will be oh no it won't be we'll give you I'm a mic be... outside the room yeah exactly i'll be that guy <laughs> you, i'll put you, the funny sound effects in it's and called stuff. doug it's good yeah. Yeah. yeah most valuable asset to the show adam don't get mad at us we're trying to give him a call but this yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> adam checked out a long time ago yeah bro. he was like what the fuck <laughs> are you valuable let's go educate us um just 
be careful out there. I mean, it's going to be a bumpy ride, you know? Mm-hmm. And honestly, like Chris and Saeed are they're the experts. So keep <laughs> listening. Right, wow. Okay. Saeed, you I, appreci- I appreciate you, man. Nope. I'm good, man. Okay. I got one last. Did you, anybody notice that Arya's socks are completely fucking not matched? <laughs> And There's then, a lot like, wrong like, with him. <laughs> like one's like a like an ankle sock with stripes, and the other one's not an ankle. It's like a little higher listen, than that. Listen, just because you don't get style, you don't. Why are you judging? This him? is called art. Yeah, okay? exactly. <laughs> I meant to do this. <laughs> right. We're gonna end the show there, everybody. We'll catch you on the next episode. Good night, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation on the Higher Standard Podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you are listening to this on. If you like this episode, please write a review and share it with us. You're getting the show up and running right now, so every message, every review, and every note counts. This show exists to showcase what's possible when leaders decide to uphold a higher standard for their businesses, their investments, their families, and most importantly, themselves. If you want to see more of my content, I post daily on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, so be sure to follow me on your favorite social media platform. And with that, it is a wrap. And as always, I look forward to hanging with you all on the next episode.